This is a Broad Pods production. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Broad Radio. For you, by you. Hello and welcome to Broad Radio. I'm Jo Stanley and I'm joined today by the amazing Kerry Stanley. Hello. Hello. I just blend into the background. You look absolutely oh. spectacular oh, in no. your vintage blouse. What is it about vintage blouses there, Kez? It's the shape. And oh. the and the and the sizing that that always is quite right. So I'm a fourteen to sixteen up top. So if I know if I buy it online, which I have done, it will fit. But they also love a good sleeve and generally a shoulder pad. What year would that be roughly? Do you reckon? I think this would be. I think this is a sixties. Yeah, that is, that is it. That they don't make fashion the way they used to. I think a hundred percent. Wow. Well, do you know we have someone we can ask about that today joining us on the show? Head of Style at the iconic Nicole Adolfi is going to be joining us first up on the show today. And she's going to help us dress, okay? Because we can all do with a little bit of help. A lot of us have forgotten. (laughs) How do I put clothes on anymore in a way that doesn't look like I'm in my pyjamas? One leg at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, darling. Also today we're going to be talking about a wonderful grassroots initiative that's been created by a group of Muslim Muslim women to preserve Muslim women's health and well-being. We're going to be speaking with the co-founder and businesswoman, Hana Asafiri. She's joining us a little later on. She's amazing. Also, you're going to hear Tanya Doko I have to make a confession, actually, Kez. Well, oh, here we, we go. Started here we go. Show. Bunker down, people. Uh, well, when we were sitting up this morning, I broke one of the cameras. Oh, that's okay. We still look great. So here we are, just a two shot, the two of us, that's okay. side I'm, by side. I'm down for that, you know. Well, I, I really am. I feel like we're really connecting. We are. Well, right? no, not that that's we haven't it. ever in the past, but it's it's very nice. It's true. And we've got a COVID safe distance. That's very important. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was a bit of a moment when we were... <laughs> It makes you feel alive when technology, um, when you're working in that this realm, which is very technologically, tech, I can't even say the word. Technologically. Thank you very much. Advanced or challenged? Very good. Both. both. <laughs> exactly right. We are a bit of both. So anyway, it was a bit of a moment when uh, my husband Daz, gorgeous Daz, who's one part of this whole broad radio creation, and I were setting up and he said, you've broken it. 
So it doesn't matter. Here we are. We push on. Thanks to Castaway Studios, we are able to keep going. And uh, we're really pleased that you're joining us. If you are watching or listening live on Facebook or YouTube, we would love it if you could share some comments, tell us what you're feeling about the conversation as you're going along. Um, As always, if you'd like to catch up on any other episodes, you can do that via our podcast, Broad Radio on the go wherever you get your podcast and i also have to mention that our crowdfund campaign we have reached our target Woo! our target was fifty thousand. we're now at about fifty one and a half thousand, and we have 12 more days to go so we are continuing with our raise just go to indiegogo dot uh well the the there you go <laughs> the actual the information, the information is there is on, is on the screen. screen but if you go to broadradio.com.au you can click through there to the indiegogo site as well and there's some awesome merch and some really fun experiences that you can purchase or you can contribute with a donation which has just been the most humbling thing it's amazing there's. get behind it people we love it that's right we are raising so that we can build an app and bring it to you wherever you might go and wherever you might be you 100%. can be able to listening to us when we launch our 24 7 radio network which is what we're we're growing oh, towards. Cannot wait for that one. Now, so Kez, here's a thing that I did once, right? We're going to be talking fashion in just a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the moment, like the world is different from when we, when I was in my early 30s, we didn't have online shopping, right? Mm-hmm. And I have to confess that on one occasion, I was hysterical over an item of clothing. Hysterical good or a little bit? Mm. I'm deeply ashamed of my behaviour, to be honest, (laughs) because what happened was Stella McCartney partnered with Target and it was the first time this happened where a big designer targeted, uh, like partnered with a designer, like a a store that was, you know, obviously high street fashion or very affordable, right? I remember this, yes. You remember when it came to Melbourne? It was a big deal and it was selling, it sold out like immediately. Well, because we all queued out the front for the doors to open at 9am and I was with this crowd, this maddening, pressing (laughs) crowd (laughs) as the doors opened and we all literally ran into the store. We'd somehow known what items we were aiming for. I think they must have released a pre kind of, you know, catalogue and this Mm. is what's going to be there. So I had my eye on a jumper dress, right? Here we go. And when I got to the shelf with the jumper dresses on it, there were already a considerable amount of people there, women, just like pulling things apart. It's like a Boxing Day sale. Oh, the worst I've ever (laughs) seen and the worst I've ever behaved. And there was a woman who had the last of the size of the jumper dress because people just getting changed right then and there no one's waiting for the change rooms there's no time to queue for a change room are you no mad time for that. people we're gonna run out of jumper dresses <laughs> so people were just like grabbing jumper dresses here and there and everywhere and i saw a woman with the last one and i've literally grabbed it as she grabbed it right and she was like i think it's mine and oh I, you I was like i don't think it is i want this jumper dress <laughs> and i was oh. like Hysterical over a jumper dress, Kez. Well, Who was I? Joe, use this platform to look down the camera, offer an apology. I'm so desperately sorry to that woman who mm. wanted that that jumper dress. Who I st- I still have that jumper dress. Oh, good. I'm so pleased you do. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, who Let's loses their mind over a jumper dress? Our producer says brought. She says she bought the trench, trench coat. coat. It was a big moment in, really in Australia. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah. Um, you weren't the only person who did that, I know. There no. was lots of people who behaved appallingly. Dark. Well, the thing is now we don't have to behave in such a way because we have online fashion and we have amazing websites like 
the iconic which honestly or i'm i'm not a fan of online shopping particularly but i do like these websites where you can go and i do a lot of window mm-hmm. shop do you mm-hmm. window shop um i i don't do a lot of online shopping in clothing only mm. because i just think I, I like to try things on and also mm. i have a particular look and style yes um, but in saying that i have bought um, a fabulous emerald green sequined frock from the iconic last Ooh. year i haven't had a chance to wear it yet but i went <laughs> i clicked the sparkles i want that <laughs> i love the sound of an emerald green mm. you would look like a mermaid it's beautiful can't wait to wear it <laughs> all right well i think my issue is that coming out of lockdown i've forgotten how to dress and i know a lot of people are feeling that way we maybe have the COVID kilos a little bit mm. and also what even is a waistband why would they make them Let's now? go um, stretch your pants. That's exactly 100%. right. So let's learn how to dress from the head of style at the iconic, Nicole Adolfi. Good morning, Nicole. Morning. Hi, Joe. Hi, Carrie. Hello, Nicole. Oh, you'd be hearing this so much, I would imagine. Like It is really the conversation du jour about, mm. yes, we've all, not all, that's... that's um, uh, assuming, of course, but a lot of us have put on the mm-hmm, around the mm-hmm, and <laughs> and we, but we still want to look stylish. You know, are, are the lines or the brands coming out now to reflect that? You know, are we finding uh, comfort dressing is a lot easier to purchase now? I think um, definitely because everyone is thinking, yeah, they're all feeling the same. I'm going to say that the easiest way is to just throw on a dress. It's just one thing you kind of throw on and go, and it's like the one look outfit. Um, and also I'm going to also say that comfort dressing is here to stay with regards to the shoe and also the fabrication. So, you know, a little bit more knitwear, a little bit more elastic around the waist, um, flat shoes, uh, even wearing the sneaker with anything is totally acceptable. Um, but of course, then adding on the linen dress, the soft tailoring, all of that as well. So it's interesting you say that about the shoe because I had my very first in-person event last week where I was hosting and I it was during the day, so it wasn't an evening event, but I put heels on where because pre-COVID I would always wear heels to an event like this. I put them on and I must say I felt like, I was like, what even is on my foot? It was so weird. And I was inspired by Chloe Zhao when she walked the red carpet at the Oscars earlier this year. This is the director of Nomadland who went on to win because why not? It was an amazing film. Um, But is that here to stay wearing trainers for maybe a formal occasion? I mean, I think it just depends on the person and their look. Like personally, I think a heel is always good to wear to an event. And this season, the coloured heel is the shoe of the season. Um, But then for a more like just walking around, going to, you know, a bit of a more casual event, definitely pop on that amazing dress. Even that sequin dress you've got, Kerry, with a pair of like white sneakers. And, you know, it just looks, it's quite a cool aesthetic. So if you can pull it off, definitely. Otherwise, I'd suggest the coloured heel, something with a bit of like a cushioned kind of um, cushion straps and padded straps are really big right now. Oh, I love the sound of that. Mm. Yeah, I'm very much a sneakers person. Um, I went to something on Saturday night and I popped a heel on, but it was a chunky glittered shoe, mm. mind you. Yeah. And um, But, yeah, it didn't take me long to go, oh, I'm not match fit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. You've got to get your ankles and your knees up to scratch and then you feel it in your back as well. So, But, I mean, I'm a lover of high heels and stilettos, mm. but I like the fact that if – so when you say a cushioned or a padded, does that mean for more comfort? Definitely for more comfort. And that's one thing that we've seen through coming fashion. So it's not only like a cushioned footbed, it's also like padded on the outside. So 
you know, whether it's a slide or a sandal with two straps or one strap, it's sort of like that sort of pattern. Yeah, exactly. Um, definitely born out of comfort. It is really tricky to go straight from sort of wearing your Ugg boots around the house to a heel. So that's a good one just to, you know, wear on the daily. Okay. So we're talking, you have mentioned the COVID kilos mm-hmm. cares. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't actually, I think the COVID kilos have come from, yes, we're sort of at home and we're maybe not exercising as much, but also I think we're just a lot more relaxed. And in a way, I'm sort of embracing that. Mm. So I don't necessarily want to lose the COVID kilos. I just want to know how to dress the COVID kilos. That's a great question. Yeah. So what do you think? How can you help us there? Okay, so I think, for instance, if you're a dress person, maybe go something with a bit of a sleeve so you can kind of, you know, your arms are sort of flattered. Definitely something with a bit of ruching around the centre or a little bit of gathering around the midsection to sort of hide that sort of belly area. Maybe like more of the A-line skirt as well is also good. If you're a pants wearer, then I'd suggest like a wide leg pants. So go for something high-waisted, wide leg. You could even do an oversized shirt over the top. Um, or a matching sort of set, like a matching shirt with a matching pant as well. What else? Like just kind of, I guess, I mean, you could definitely, you know, everything's about oversized. So you could easily go upper size and it won't look big on you. It's just sort of that's the fit. It's slouchy. It's relaxed. It's just really, you know, kind of easy to wear comfort dressing. That sounds like great advice. Also too, I think one one thing that I've always found, like when you find a piece of clothing that, you know, suits you, you love it, and it's available in multiple colours, just buy them all. Buy them all, definitely. Buy them all. Because, you know, a couple of years down the track, when that, you know, one pair of pants that you just love, you've worn them out Mm. and you want to go and repurchase them, if they're not part of, you know, a a collection that is their stable collection, Mm -hmm. then... Then you can't find them again. Yeah, that's devastating that's, when you when is. something has worn out. Mm. So, but this is an interesting question for you, Nicole, because we we're talking about vintage fashion. Because Kerry's blouse here is a vintage blouse. She's a collector of vintage blouses, and I would say all of my favourite pieces are probably 20, 30 years old. Um, do they still make clothes as well as they used to? I think they definitely do, but it's about finding the brand that suits you. So say, for instance, Kerry, if you found a brand online that that you love, you could always follow that brand. They'll usually have the same sort of pattern. They'll repeat their styles over and over, maybe changing the prints, changing the color palette. Um, And then once you find a few different brands like that, you almost don't need to look anywhere else. You can go straight online, you know, have those items in your wish list, following those brands. And the new things will always come up. So it's an easy way to shop. I mean, a lot of the new styles, like the puff sleeves, they're obviously all um, built and inspired by vintage fashion. So you can find those pieces. And a lot of people are now designer wise, they're being more considered. So where they're doing their production, um, using more sustainable fabrics, like that sort of thing. So they are trying to increase the quality of the garment. So definitely, I think you should give it a go, Kerry. <laughs> Look, that does sound good. I know I said at the top do, when you asked me, do you think the, they are it is, you know, as good as it is now mm. as it was? And you're absolutely right, Nicole. There are some brands that are, re, are, very, are very conscious now about the sustainability mm. of the fabrication, which I think is absolutely essential. But we are seeing so much throwback at the moment with the sleeve, which I'm so here for. Love a treatment sleeve Oof. or a bit of a <laughs> pussy bow, all of that kind of things. 
all those little embellishments. They're yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, it's great to see. I, I do love that too. So here's something I don't love though, Nicole. Two of my least favourite words in the English language, age appropriate. Oh. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I cannot stand. And I remember reading it in a magazine once. It was something around, you know, what you should dress when you're 30, what you should dress in your 40s, what you should dress in your 50s. And I was outraged. I was like, excuse me, fuck you. I'll wear whatever ah, I want, ah. right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell it, sister. But now that I am 49, I do struggle with, sometimes I feel like I'm wearing my daughter's wardrobe. She's 12. Sometimes I feel like I'm in my mum's wardrobe. I haven't found my niche. Can you help me, please, Nicole? So I think, Joe, that you're only as young as you feel as well. You're only as old as you feel. Mm. Um, so I think it's about you've just got to own it. So if you want to wear that mini dress or you want to wear a bright colour or a head-to-toe sort of jumpsuit, then go for it. Um, I think age-appropriate dressing, that's definitely something. I mean, I even used to write about that in magazines as well. Um, and yes, Is that, and your, con- think, is that oh. your confession? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was the one styling those different age groups. Um, so definitely, I think, don't even think about that. Like, you know, just try something on. If you feel good in it, then wear it. There's no rules anymore. It's like mm. how you couldn't wear, you know, red with pink or don't wear, mm. you know, brown shoes. You like, like all those rules are completely out the window. It's just fashion is there for you to be individual and pick what you like and, anything goes really as for finding your style you sort of got to try on a few things so i think that's probably the beauty of online shopping you could buy quite a lot try it on in the privacy of your own home without sort of looking in the change room mirror and thinking oh no i'm not looking that good today um try it all on and then you can pick and choose you know what you keep and really yeah, that way you did not yes. did not know I that did, I, I didn't <laughs> i didn't assume that the returns policy was exactly for that reason that you mm. could buy and then try it on and then send it back i didn't know that i guess think of it like a shop so for instance i mean that's the beauty of it there's no crowds there's no change room lighting there's no parking i mean sometimes even myself when i'm online shopping i and if i'm not sure of the size i might buy two and then keep the one that fits me and return the other one. Great advice, Nicole. We do offer free returns, so sort of fast delivery and free returns, and that's one of the purposes, I guess, because some people are a bit nervous about online shopping. So, I mean, you don't want to buy something and then wait for it and then it's not right. Mm. So it's better to buy a few things, a few colours, a few different styles, um, especially if you're coming out of lockdown. You're like, I don't know, do I need a bodycon? Do I want a smock dress? Like, Do I need a suit? Um, so you maybe want to try a few things on and then, yes, you can return the ones that don't suit you. I love That's this. marvellous. Also, it's acknowledging that the change room in any department store oh. or any boutique, whatever it might be, change rooms are not our friends. I hate them. I loathe them. I hate the lighting. I hate the mirrors. Yeah, I hate the fact lights. that you can't move in not there. Flooding. And, oh, nothing worse than when you get to a change room and they haven't got a mirror in there, so you're forced <laughs> to leave and look at the communal mirror. Hells no. Thank you. So I'm loving this. Hey, Nicole Adolfi, thank you so much for joining us from the iconic you've inspired me to get back in there and try and find something to wear for summer what's your piece of summer what the absolute critical piece we should purchase to get into the when the warmer weather actually arrives okay i'm all about the matching set so something that's either a matching top and skirt set or a matching sort of top and pants set so i like prints i know i'm not wearing them today but definitely a good print in a matching set love it love it 
Thanks so much, so, Nicole. Thanks for the advice. Amazing. <laughs> you have a beautiful day, Nicole. It's been awesome to have you on Broad Radio. Thanks for having me. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, Kez, it's no doubt that the pandemic has been extremely challenging for pretty much, well, everyone, but there are certain parts of the community and individuals that have found it much harder. I think you would agree. And in part, that's due to isolation. In part, that's been due to misinformation, I think, around, uh, you know, in the media. And it's these challenges that have actually led to a new initiative by a group of Muslim women who have set up this extraordinary uh, group called Sister Hub that's established for the care and of and health and well-being of Muslim women. And we're joined by one of the co-founders of Sister Hub and an extraordinary businesswoman restaurateur here in Melbourne. She's a bit of an icon, I'm going to say. Hana Asafiri, hello. Good morning to you. I'll say no more now. Thanks for the introduction. <laughs> Good morning, Hana. <laughs> No, you've got much more to say. Um, can you start by telling us about Sister Hub? Why was it established and what is it set out to do? Can I uh, start by answering something else? I just never thought I would see a women's program run by women for women speaking about the issues of women in my lifetime. Oh. So thank you. And um, seriously, I think I can rest now. All my activism is done. Oh, no, we need you. Don't stop. Don't stop, Anna. <laughs> uh, well, in all honesty, obviously, we always do acknowledgement and I think the importance of uh, especially uh, programs like this integrating understandings of intersectional experiences of women, of which Sister Hub is about. So um, I think this pandemic in all honesty, not only crystallised, but amplified existing inequalities. And uh, those inequalities are acutely almost always experienced and felt by women. So for us, uh, there was extraordinary uh, reluctance, distrust, fear and anxiety in the Muslim community and especially amongst women. Um, during the pandemic in terms of the uptake of the vaccine and all trying to navigate a way out of this crisis. So a group of Muslim women who always come together, we're not affiliated with political parties or leanings, we're simply affiliated with 
human rights, social justice, fair, harmonious and peaceful societies. And we come from cross uh, professions, vocations, experiences, cultures, and our purpose is simply to highlight some of the existing issues and contribute to uh, changing the conversation around cultural diversity and ensuring that multiculturalism genuinely becomes worthy of celebrating. So Sister Hub was born to speak specifically to the needs and fears and anxieties of Muslim women and try and build um, I guess uh, a bridge across the divide that uh, simply crystallized during the COVID crisis. In our messaging, uh, we found that whilst the government certainly uh, put in place and endeavored its efforts to communicate uh, in, in a multicultural setting, those communications did not land with Muslim women at all. And in fact, um, I'm not having a go at men at all. Uh, oftentimes, our multicultural endeavours are gender blind. And what I mean by that is we go to existing institutions like mosques and uh, the Board of Imams, and they are so far removed from the needs and, and uh, understanding and reflecting the needs of women and speaking to women. So we felt that there was a need to fill that gap, and we certainly did with this initiative, which in a very short amount of time um, became relatable, a trustworthy source of information. And um, it, I'm not saying single-handedly, but certainly contributed to changing uh, the anxiety and the distrust and, um, you know, the uptake of the vaccination certainly turned around fairly quickly. Yes, uh, so interesting that you just say that, Hannah, because I was just, as you were speaking, I was just thinking, how, how have you seen those changes since it was implemented? How quickly did that come about? And you answered my question as I was thinking, <laughs> so I'm so pleased that you did. You know, it's wonderful that these messaging that you're getting across to within your community, but it's also, I think, for for people that are not Muslim, as an educational tool for, well, obviously not just them, but for mm. all of us to to know a little bit more about your communities. Are you finding that the reach is getting even a little bit broader than you thought possible? Look, absolutely. And I think uh, this approach is not unique or specific to Muslims. I think it's absolutely transferable to groups who are marginalised and, and the Muslim community, um, you know, for the, for the past two decades at least, has existed on the margins of society. We have not managed to engage, to, um, to deliver information in meaningful ways. There's a lot of distrust um, because Islamophobia is not just a concept. It actually translates... Uh, to people feeling and internalizing fear and, and hostility. And those, those uh, are not without consequence. When, when our leaders speak about Muslims as a, as a threat to our civility, to civilization, to, um, to our way of life, these, these have consequences and then in turn become internalized and create extraordinary distrust and fear for good reason. So needing to reach across uh, to those communities, I think we found a way that spoke specifically uh, to a group of people, but easily transferable across other marginalized communities and groups as a strategy. 
I really loved the tweet that you shared yesterday, Hana, around the fact that the pandemic has been extreme, extremely hard for many people, but out of the pandemic, there have been some positives. And I hope that one of the positives is a greater understanding of the privilege that the people in power, including myself as a white middle-class heterosexual woman, you know, I'm bringing the privilege as well, but understanding that there are communities that we don't fully connect with and that's something that we need to do better at. Would you say that's happened out of the pandemic? Absolutely. Look, I think that certainly the pandemic highlighted the best of human attributes and some of the worst, sadly. And our focus is almost always on the best and why people behave well and the opportunities that have presented themselves. Um, Yes, a, a lot of people have been devastated and certainly the impact has not been felt equally. Um, At the same time, the extraordinary possibility for us to rebuild society um, by strengthening our communities through reaching across um, and learning genuinely to celebrate difference and diversity. Um, And with that, I guess for us, At the Moroccan Super, some of the things we have done to speak to those issues is uh, to to reach into our communities and transcend the politics of difference. Um, And what I mean by that is we translated this disaster into an opportunity of themed dining rooms. So whilst, you know, we were the recipients of Uh, a landlord who went pay or go in a pandemic and we couldn't pay because we're hand-to-mouth as a business. We support women, we circuit break disadvantage, we engage our community on a whole host of issues. So we didn't have a buffer to endure just payment and not knowing. So we we left, uh, you know, an institution of 23 years um, not knowing what we would do, but then took it as an opportunity to speak to the issues and the values that matter now in a crisis. Um, And for us, values are easily held when when life is comfortable and easy, but they are more important than ever when things are tested and tough and in a crisis. So we recreated uh, the Moroccan Super in its new theme dining rooms, uh, which speak to the social justice issues around the themes of each of the rooms that we've created, of which there are six. Mm, it's, it's such an institution, the Moroccan yes. Super. For our listeners that um, aren't aware of it and not in Melbourne, I really hope that that, um, that what you do with um, that business, you know, it inspires other people to do so in other states, mm. of course, regionally as well, because it's a wonderful, wonderful initiative. Oh, it's absolutely beautiful, the Moroccan Soup Bar. And I really love what you do, Hana, is embrace conversation. Like eating and communing is all about conversation. And so is change. It all comes from conversation, right? So you're outstanding at that. Um, And if you are in Melbourne, ever go and check out the Moroccan Super Bar. It's amazing. Um, But because of your extraordinary perspective and your tireless work in gender equality, Hana, I want to ask you um, your perspective on this beautiful front page, the cover of Marie Claire this month that they've just released, Women of the Year, which of course has Grace Tame and Brittany Higgins on the cover. What an amazing thing. I mean, you wouldn't have imagined a year ago that we would have two women who have fought 
incredibly courageously for the voices of victim survivors of sexual assault and spoken to the highest office of the land um, fearlessly in and such young women too to see them on the cover of Marie Claire. It's really astounding, don't you think? Absolutely, absolutely. Worthy of not only the front cover of Mar- Marie Claire, I think the front cover of every magazine and, and paper in the country. I think the importance of amplifying these young women's voices now more than ever and using the momentum and certainly their courage uh, is absolutely not only important but worthy of celebrating and maintaining uh, the conversation. I would hate for us to just, you know, as a society, just turn it into a fad and then we go back to business as usual, which, you know, the Prime Minister would love nothing more. Um, <laughs> so, so whilst um, it is absolutely worthy of celebrating and, and the young especially, I think, have an extraordinary capacity for understanding the intersectional nature of uh, of abuse, of violence, of uh, disadvantage. Um, and I think it is in that way that we should build on this conversation with these two young women and look at the, the experiences of those, sadly, um, had they not been white women with respect, and I mean that in, in the utmost respect, had they not been women who Scott Morrison could speak to his wife about and and identify his daughters in them, then I doubt that the conversation would have progressed as, as far as it did. And this is, again, part of the problem for how we understand diversity and how the impact of uh, the intersectional racism and the experience of that on multiculturalism and cultural diversity in Australia. So, you know, uh, Aboriginal women and the, the voices of First Nations women who have tirelessly advocated these issues, even Senator Thorpe, who talked about her experience in Parliament, it doesn't gain much traction, and she's a senator. Um, so I think it is important that we continue to build on, absolutely celebrate and amplify, and continue to reflect and represent the diversity that is women's experiences in this country. Um, just one last question from myself, Hannah. Do you do you think we're seeing an uprising of self courage due to you know all of this wonderful activism activism of you know the the two women we just mentioned, of course, and women like yourself and of and um, all of those on your board? Do you do you think we're 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 kind of getting there through self courage? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, look, I think, I mean, this is probably a bigger conversation, but I do think the fault lines underneath society have certainly shifted. Um, and I, I think it is from that place and space that, um, you know, to coin the, the term that we've used many times over, you can't be what you can't see. And the fact that we are seeing the representation of extraordinarily brave women um, make way through and despite the systems is certainly giving uh, legitimacy and license to others and validating others to rise up. It, times have definitely changed. Uh, the momentum is available to us at the moment. Um, and, and I think like all 
crises across the globe, whether it's wars, uh, pandemics, or even the sick in the home. It is the place that women occupy in those situations to heal society, to rebuild cohesion. Um, we've always done it. I think the opportunity now is to be recognised for our contribution in those spaces and celebrated. So yes, there's, uh, there's momentum and I, I don't think you can uh, wind back the, the possibility and potential that the next generation is seeing in, you know, the potential for a more equal, just and fair world, especially for young women. I, I do hope, though, that the individual woman feels empowered as well, though, because I think I'm surrounded by women who, who, who feel like, yes, I want to make a difference. Yes, I want to fight for equality. But I feel very much like I'm just a, it's just me. I'm not someone who belongs to a group. I'm not a very outspoken feminist. I don't feel qualified to be that. How can I make a difference as an individual? What would you say to that person, Hannah? Look, often, I guess, that person, you're describing how probably I was 40 years ago um, and and continue to be. I think if we're looking outward for permission, to be given permission, um, that is part of the problem. I think we need to look inward and learn to validate um, and stand firm in our own uh, intuitive reality. Uh, And with that, there are many women along the way who dare to to defy convention and expectation. They are your tribe. We pick our tribe along the way. And and men, look, in all honesty, I think there are good men that are good allies and need to be in this conversation. So uh, I think our, our challenge at the moment is not big global movements, but rather small local conversations. And it starts with one and one starts with, it becomes 10 and we all ripple out. We need to use this opportunity to solidify our communities. And in doing so, um, I mean, one example I do, and I still get so nervous doing this, is every night over dinner service, I hold the floor, get everybody to stop, and we talk about a topical issue of the day, whether it be First Nations reconciliation, whether it be the climate emergency, whether it be the role of men and women and women's safety, women's consent, those issues, yes, it's unconventional. I mean, who does that over dinner? But conventions are the problem because conventions and the politeness of conventions are the very thing that keeps and maintains the system of inequality and marginalization for women so to young women back yourself look inward and uh, don't expect that the system is going to give you permission in order to change the system you need to give the system permission to to be your vision mm. that's, that's goosebumpy worthy right there <laughs> i feel like i need to have you on call on the days where i feel a little bit uh lacking in confidence or i don't have the inner strength mm. or even though i know i have it but i'm having trouble finding it mm. hannah thank you so much for that battle cry it Terrific. really was exactly what we needed to hear it was awesome to have you on broad radio thank you so much hannah asafiri thank you thank you oh, so much guys yeah. I hope to see this mainstream one day. Yes. I would love for programs like this, which is more than 50% of the population, we begin to resonate with and speak to 
uh, women. And I was listening earlier, you were talking about fashion and you were talking about a whole host of stuff. I think women need to see ourselves in our diversity, given permission to just be who we are, not conform to some version of woman that is about you know, the, the male gaze and its approval. So thanks, guys. Mm, thanks. 100%. Thanks, Hannah. Thanks, Hannah. Awesome as always. I will get Hannah back on oh, oh, next year. A mm. whole program dedicated to Hannah. All right, stick <laughs> around. We have Tanya Doko from Bachelor Girl for you next. Broad Radio, talking inspo we love, info we need and sharing more of us. Watch and listen live every Tuesday, 9am, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time at broadradio.com.au or find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn at Broad Radio Oz. Talk to us live. Call on 1300 8 Broad. Catch up on demand anytime, anywhere, every time, everywhere. On the train, we'll be here. 2am existential crisis, <laughs> we've got you covered. Broad Radio. Here for more. Lovely Kerry Stanley. Yeah. Yes, Joe Stanley. We have to acknowledge that uh, the l- delightful Tanya Doko, who we're about to introduce, did join us last week yes. on the show. This is a pre-recorded chat and also beautiful songs, partly because um, we're unable to mix the sound here for a beautiful live performance. So we thought, well, we'd rather do it with some pros and we were able to get uh, Fight Night Records to do that for us. So they mix it and it really sounds gorgeous. But we have to acknowledge, and this was last week when we had different camera setups. (laughs) Yes, so not so bright background. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it was all a little bit different last week. However, it is how we roll. It is how we roll. We're very excited to bring you this extraordinary conversation and, well, live to tape performance from Tanya Doko. Now, Kez, I've got to tell you that I have had some incredible support along the way since we started Broad Radio. And one of the women who has come and helped me every time I have asked, to the point where I am really quite overwhelmed by it, let me tell you, is Tanya Doko, formerly of Bachelor Girl, still of Bachelor Girl, in fact, but she's joining us today. Formerly and still. Still, yeah. formerly and still. <laughs> there she is, Tanya Doko. Hi. Hi, Joe. Hi, ladies. How are Hello, you? Hello, welcome. It's so great to see you. Yeah, and you have thanks. Janine with you as well. We don't want to ignore you there, Janine. Absolutely not. She's not ignorable. <laughs> Irreplaceable. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just have to say, Tanya, thank you. You performed with James a couple of weeks ago for our Music and Comedy Variety Hour, that very special Zoom event that we had. And here you are back again. Yes. You're going to sing for us. And I just... I. I'm just really overwhelmed by your kindness. Oh, Joe. Well, look, um, I'll sing for anyone who have me. So, you know, pay my friends well. No, I don't. No, actually, <laughs> I don't. Yes, I do. But this is, this is in kind. Janine's being very kind. But, look, we are supporters of what you're up to. You know, this is important radio and one of its kind by women for women over beep, whatever age it is it's, what, 30, over, over a above. fabulous age <laughs> yes right the fabulous it's, age it's, you, you know you're so right and and uh i'm not going to get all political and serious but it's a bit old old it's a bit boring talking about um you know older is kind of you know you're, you're, you're over the hill it's i think we get better when we get older can i just say that mm-hmm. i'm a bit biased but in some ways you're not as panicky 
That's a good way to put it. I think you, you kind of get to a certain stage too where you just go, it. I'm not going to swear. You know, because <laughs> you, you're being true to yourself. You know, Dan, you've been in the game for a very long time. You know, what what are the changes that you've seen as a performer, especially as a female performer? You know, has that changed? The environment changed, the language changed, and have you changed? Oh, big question, straight up. Well, Sorry about yes. that. <laughs> no. Okay, so no, um, great question. Yeah, changed dramatically. Some things haven't changed. Some things have. In, in the business, I would say, obviously, the old internet has changed it all for us. And uh, but you know, having to doing your best to stand out and and cut through the noise that that remains the same, I think, and not necessarily just uh, trying to keep up with the Joneses. And, and you know, musically speaking. Uh, for instance, James and I, we've always just tried to be true and say something that's going to cut through the fences and, and cut through the noise. You know, I mean, they're, they're pop songs, but hopefully we make people think and feel stuff. And equally for my solo material, I just want people to feel something. You know, I don't I don't want to put out forgettable songs, although I have. I have put out forgettable <laughs> songs. But look, in terms of the, in, in terms of the industry, um, uh, look, Thankfully, the, the things that, you know, the, the climate in the 90s or the 80s and the 70s, it's just the, the things that there's so many things that people can't get away with anymore. Um, we, the, 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 I mean, business meetings, for instance, I remember being told many times, oh, Tanya, you're, you're, you're being too emotional. Like, just calm down. And it's like, this is just how I speak in my family, you know. I mean, this, mm. But that, that kind of thing, that kind of narrative, would never happen now. It's just, and thankfully, we've had the Me Too movement. And I also lived in Sweden for 10 years. So forget about objectifying women over there. It just doesn't happen. They were kind of ahead of the game, you know, wow. in, the, in that sense. So, Isn't yeah. that amazing mm. to imagine? I did want to ask you about that, actually, Tam, because um, Sweden is known as being one of the places in the world where they really have embraced gender equality in a way that Australia is mm. a long way behind. Did you see that, like in childcare and with, you know, the way yes. women are given um, maternity leave and equal yes. pay? Like, did you witness the difference? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was a lucky recipient of all of the above, you know. <laughs> A girlfriend of mine said, you're not going to go back to Australia to have a baby. I said, what do you mean? I have to have a child in Australia. You know? I'm a proud Aussie. But it was just so, uh, it made so much sense to to stay in Sweden and have them pay for my baby. <laughs> I didn't pay a cent. I didn't pay a cent for wow. having a child. Not one cent. I mean, my husband paid, you know, 50% taxes. Thank you. Yeah. And, and as did I. I mean, they yeah. paid for it in a different way, but you get a lot of bank for your buck. Uh, and uh, so I certainly was a recipient of that. And also very, very cheap um, uh, daycare, um, you know, where I could still be creative in that first year of, of being in Sweden. And my child could actually go to daycare for just, you know, $150 a month. Wow. 150 what? that's like that's one day in one in, day here. in sydney i think yeah. one day here so look uh at the same time it's pros and cons i, I missed <laughs> i don't want to say that men 
<laughs> You're bringing out all the. I'm not filtering anything here, but no, I don't, don't want to say don't, don't, We don't want filtering. No, I'm not filtering anything. Yeah. No, no. So I'm, I don't want to say men are emancipated over there, but I will say that sometimes, you know, I did miss a man opening a door for me. Like it's it just doesn't mm. happen in Sweden. So. Okay. What occurred to me very quickly is you can't have it both ways. You know, you can't be like all equal and then expect the guy to, you know, open the door. It, and so, yeah, I just That's sort of so felt interesting. Like, oh, which is why I married my husband because he bought me, he bought us about twelve shots the first night I met him. I thought, like, who is this guy? By shouting us alcohol, no guy does that in Sweden. You know, it, it was weird. It was it was a strange. And anyway, yes, I married him. And he oh, also, I, got, I also came home one night and he was vacuuming unsolicited. I thought, what? Oh, winner. I didn't have Done. to ask him to vacuum. <laughs> that in my house is foreplay. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's so sexy. That's yes, so sexy. It still is. Still is. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway. Um, yeah. Now, you hold such a very special place in music history in Australia because of your incredible song. I can't ever speak with you without <laughs> bringing you. up buses and trains, right? And we gave us, we gave it all a belting out just earlier. We did. And it felt so good. <laughs> I want to do, do it again. again. See, okay. So I have to acknowledge. That's why we're not doing it today because I can't follow that. It's just, there's oh. no coming back from that before. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I love about all creatives is how much entrepreneurship comes with that. Because you have to be fearless. You have to be truly yourself, which you were just talking about, your own voice. And you have to find ways to always be creating. How have you done that over the years? Ooh, well, I have to be honest and say it's, it's, it's an everyday process. <laughs> I don't... I oh, I remember always feeling like if I if I ever tried to copy somebody else, I just felt like a, a fraud. So you know, I'm just the world expert at doing me, and and that's that. So um, how to stay creative? I would say mix life up. My husband and I now we've just moved back to Melbourne, and we're already talking about moving to Queensland because I can feel <laughs> I can feel. You know, if I'm not, I'm, I love Melbourne, but uh, we were living in idyllic, you know, Swedish forest, and I'm feeling a bit like the busyness of Melbourne is not necessarily, you know, floating my boat. So if I feel a bit like creatively stifled, I need to mix it up. So often it is an environment. For me, it was moving to Sweden. I, I love Australia, but that changed everything the ball game just changed completely i was a songwriter for hire over there wasn't an artist anymore because i was very tired of the artist game you know the unlike great interviews like this often it's you know what's your favorite color and you know you're promoting your favorite <laughs> your, your last single and but you know you're not necessarily stimulated creatively every day did it give you that space then to you've got a new album you know, mm. that, that time, so you were writing for other people, you didn't have the pressures yeah. of performing and putting yourself out there full time. Did that then lend that space for you to go, all right, it's time for me to do something for myself now? Well, I, I think, yeah, I collected experiences and I collected songs and I realised, oh, some of these are never going to get cut and they're actually my songs. So, yeah, coming back to Melbourne, I, I'm sort of consolidating 
what I what I'd like to release myself. You know, because I think I collected I don't know three or four hundred songs in Sweden over eight year uh, period, and you realize you don't necessarily know at the time, but you realize oh these songs are too close to my heart to give away, and so I have a Swedish producer that's just come out of Adelaide quarantine, and uh, and we're about to sort of put them all together and uh, just had Tony Levin in in the UK puts a bass part he's a bass player of Kate Bush and Peter Gabriel and we're putting all the parts together and I'm about to start doing my own uh, my own record but you know I didn't know that I didn't even think I was gonna do a solo record when I was in Sweden I just have babies marry a Swede and you know work backstage work work behind the scenes but I missed I missed you know standing for and investing in my own tunes well, you can't keep a good woman down, can you? Because we're about to hear one of these numbers, which we are very excited about. So are you ready to play for us, peoples? <laughs> well, actually, what we're going to play is <laughs> an old bachelor, well, actually, a fairly new, like three-year-old um, bachelor girl song. Um, and we'll also play a song that uh, I performed at Eurovision. So I'm not playing you a new song yet. That's, That's okay. That's We're all right that as long as you're yeah. singing then for next us. Time, <laughs> next time round. Next time round. So, um, yeah, the the one that is really close to our heart and uh, my heart is Speak and it's pretty poignant for this kind of radio because, you know, as women, I think we've worn so many hats this year. We've been, it's been nuts, hasn't it, the last mm-hmm. eight months. Yeah. And I think we're very, very, um, we're good at not necessarily speaking up about how we uh, truly feel and just soldier on. So, uh, but speak is also literally speaks to all our mental health that has been battered and and gives us permission to, to tell the truth about how we feel in safe spaces. Oh, I just Great. love that. Perfect. That's amazing. <laughs> Hi, it's producer Sess here. Um, Sorry to cut into the interview, but we're not allowed to play the music of Tanya on the podcast. Not anything to do with Tanya, it's just music plus podcast equals tricky. So I'm just going to play the very end of it because it was so beautiful. And you can head over to broadradio.com.au and you can listen to it there or go to our YouTube channel and you can find it there too. It is extraordinary and we love her to bits. But unfortunately, we can't share all the music with you. Oh, well. All I want to do is give it all to you. Because I know that it's real, so I give you every little piece of me. Amazing. Oh, thank you so much, ladies. It's been incredible. Tanya Doko, always a superstar, and you're just a... Again, thank you so much for your support. And Janine, oh, what a voice. It's been lovely to have the both of you on Broad Radio. <laughs> thank you, ladies. Thank you. Watch out for Janine in her own right, an artist in her own right, Janine Maunder. Can we give pluggage, please? <laughs> All the pluggage <laughs> to Janine. <laughs> Thanks, girls. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, wow. Can you believe we get people to sing for us like that, Karen? So fabulous. And what's so wonderful about Tanya's voice too, it just it just gets better. I mean, how oh. can someone who is so great back when she first started and listening to her now like, wow, you just keep going, woof. I couldn't agree more. She's just, ah, oh, 
she's such a talent and she's one of those people who are like, why aren't you a superstar? Like seriously, yeah, Tanya Kylie. Yeah, that's what I say. 100%. Yeah. And Janine. Oh, she's so beautiful. And how rude were we there not talking to her directly? <laughs> Sorry, Janine. But you're going to get it back in a couple of weeks. Exactly right. Yeah, Janine Maunder amazing. is going to be joining us on the show in a couple of weeks. Uh, she's a part of a jazz festival in in Victoria. So uh, we're looking forward to a little bit of Ooh, a little bit jazzy dun, dun, sound dun, 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 out of Janine. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know why yeah. I went into that. <laughs> you, you owned it. <laughs> you got a Thank bit of that much. too. Thank, I feel like I'm like, imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's so yeah. great. Hey, thank you so much for uh, joining me again. Pleasure, Joe. Great conversations today, as always. Yeah, yeah really Philip. important conversations. I've learned how to dress. That's going to help me <laughs> and everyone around me. You're all right, Yes. Honey. Oh, thank you, darling. <laughs> There's still time to contribute to our crowdfund. Just go to Indiegogo and search Broad Radio. There's only 11 more days left, but uh, we persist because how else are we going to get there? Get on it. Folks, yeah. Nevertheless, nevertheless, she persisted. That's one of my favourite quotes. Oh, I love. Do you remember that? Get that on the shirt. Oh, it was in relation to Hillary Clinton at the time. Anyway, I love you. Thank you so much for joining us on Broad Radio, and we'll see you on Broad Radio next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.